It was little more than a hundred yards' walk from the busy foreshore to the elegant white building at the top of the coast road, but within a minute of leaving the launch, Richard Belitha was damp with sweat. In the broad expanse of English harbour, there had been an illusion of a breeze, but here, as the noon sun stood high above Monk's Hill and bathed the island of Antigua in a shimmering haze, there was no such comfort. Nevertheless, Belitho quickened his pace, conscious of his rising excitement and a sense of unreality, which had been with him since his arrival just a week earlier. Events had moved so fast that he felt unable to keep a grip on them, as if he was a spectator watching somebody else, a being quite alien to his own resources. Through wide gates, the sand and dust covering his new shoes with a pale layer, and across some well-tended gardens towards the building itself. But for the flag which hung limply from its staff, it could have been the residence of some rich merchant or shipowner, From the number of Negro servants who were working amidst the flowers and shrubs, he guessed that the previous occupant had probably been a dealer in African slaves. Within the deep porch it felt almost cold after the sun's fierce glare, and he found himself confronted by a red-faced sergeant of marines, who, after a cursory glance which covered Belitho from top to toe, said, "'If you will step into this room, sir.' His tone, if not offhand, was that of a man so used to dealing with the comings and goings of sea officers that he could no longer be excited by anything or anyone. Belitho entered the small room and heard the door slam behind him. For the first time since he could recall, he was quite alone. Alone and poised on what might be the most important step in his life. He made himself walk very slowly to the window and stood looking down at the harbour spread below him like some great painting. English harbour. The headquarters and linchpin of England's sea power in the Indies and Caribbean. Every type of ship seemed to be here. Stately two-deckers in the deep anchorage, their awnings spread, and every gun port open to catch the merest breath of air. Lithe frigates and supply vessels, and a whole collection of smaller craft, from brigs to schooners, between which countless oared boats plied back and forth like water beetles. Somewhere in the building a man shouted loudly, and feet clattered in a passageway. Belitho tore his eyes from the anchored ships and crossed to a wall mirror, his mind suddenly very aware of what the next minutes might bring or take away. He still could not get used to his change of appearance. He had never imagined that a uniform would alter a man's outward image so much, yet leave him inwardly the same. Just weeks ago he had been second lieutenant in the Trojan, an eighty-gun ship of the line. For three years he had lived, worked, and nearly died within her crowded hull. Rising from his original position of fourth lieutenant, by way of one man's death and the promotion of another.